everybody and welcome back six pack podcast back full time full full episode full episode full cups of beer more or less we're back glad to be back yes. it's nice to be back it's you know we took a little hiatus then we did our uh episode four and a half with the uh, sam adams home shot uh long shot homebrew contest and a very good episode i think uh three really good beers yep. uh three different things still gonna Hold true. I was a little, little disappointed with that pineapple IPA. Yeah, it was yeah. good. A little disappointed. Yeah. So uh, here we are, episode five. Uh, now, this is a very interesting episode, a different episode than what we've kind of done in the past, more or less. We're going to experiment with shandies. It's the perfect summer beer, the shandies. It's a little mixture of uh, most of the most of the ones in the states are basically beer and lemonade. Uh, when you go European, you get a lot of uh, fruit juice. We have a couple of grapefruit ones. That normally, it's about you know it can range anywhere from about three and a half to about five percent alcohol. Uh, it's light drinking. Light, slight drinking. Yes, uh, it's good on a hot summer day. Uh, it's great for like barbecues, hanging by the pool, going to the beach, everything like that. Uh, yeah, they're uh, really good beers. I mean, I know some people out there you've started to see on the forums because it is summer how they, you know, beer purists don't think uh, mixing fruit juice and beer is technically, you know, a regular beer. It's not, but everyone has different tastes, and I really prefer these in the summer. Yeah, I think they're absolutely great. I was just uh, working a six-pack of them at a, not really a barbecue, more of a, hey, we just built a new fence, so we had to burn the old one yep. kind of party, which was fantastic, by the way. I crushed it. <laughs> crushed it at Beirut. Lights out. <laughs> you don't even know. All right, so right off the rip, uh, before we really get into, get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, just want to throw a quick congratulations. Uh, a little bit of my family just graduated. Uh, two high school graduations. My sister-in-law, Megan, congratulations. Uh, my cousin, Rachel Malley, out in uh, PA, which we'll actually get to some PA news shortly. Uh, congratulations to her and her older brother, Mike, who just graduated from Bama. Roll Tide. All right. So that being said, uh, congratulations. And to all the other high school and college graduates, too. You deserved it. You probably worked a lot harder than I did. I, while I was out there visiting for uh, the Philly side, doing the graduation thing, I was told by my Uncle Mike, not I guess cousin Mike, I've grown up knowing him as an uncle, he's like, Barrett, I have something for you. Something for your, for your blog, which, side note, this is a podcast, not a blog. You run the blog. I write the blog, blog, yes. Yes, it's, I don't know why nobody understands the difference. It's not interchangeable. No, it's not. That's very different. You write words, I say words. Yes. It's, uh, I don't know. Sometimes better than others. Hell yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's what it is. But he's like, hey, check this out, check this out. And it's late at night, we're already well in the bag. He's like, look at this. Pulls out this thing. Yard Brewing Company, the Philadelphia Pale Ale. It was, it's different, never seen it before. It's a local brewery, uh, you know, right out there in Philly, obviously. Uh, very good. Uh, fairly light. It's only a 4.6 IPA, or Philly Pale, a PPA, yep. whatever you want to call it. It's only a 4.6. Uh, young brewery. Only been around since 94. Uh, it was very good. Uh, it was pretty crisp. A little on the dry side. Not overly hopped. A little bit lighter on the hops. But just a, it was a good, 
easy. It was, it was a rookie IPA, I think, is if I was gonna break it down for you. Something that, like, oh, I don't want to do those big, you know, the rogues or, you know, any of that kind of thing. I, I can't do that. I don't like hops. All yeah. right, well, try this. I think that's I think it's a good break in, get your feet wet kind of IPA. It's, yes. Those are always good before you go to the hot bombs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you, you, it's a rolling start. I mean, I think I've, you know, what was my first, I don't even remember what the hell my first no, IPA was. No, neither do I. No, but I, I know now I've, you got hops in it? Cool, let's do it. Yep. That's who I am now. All right, and uh, that being said, this leads us into a hip news segment. The beer news. The beer news. Beer news. Beer news. Beer news. Uh, this weekend, uh, hopefully this is on iTunes uh, by uh, the end of this weekend, uh, in Michigan they have the National Homebrewers Conf- uh, Conference this weekend. Uh, it's Will you be attending? Uh, no, I wish. It's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's in Michigan. It's they got uh, different speakers from different breweries. Uh, Randy Mosher's going to be there, who's uh, a beer a beer judge and a writer. Uh, they have John Palmer, who's going to be out there. Brad Smith, who does the beer smiths uh, software, which is a really great tool if you want to be uh, you know better yourself at home brewing. Uh, you can basically write down, you know, you put everything in your computer on what you want, and you can tweak your recipe, and it saves it for you. So you can always it's go back to a it. Cool feature. Yeah, and you can get that online. It's relatively cheap. It's like fifteen or fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. It's it's a great tool because you can just catalog everything, and you can set you get your color to where you want it on a certain beer. You can get your hops to where you want it on a certain beer and just go from there. That definitely sounds like a really cool tool for anybody really trying to break in or yeah. who really wants to play with it but not just half-ass horse around on it. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, 15 bucks. That's Christ, cheaper than this podcast almost. Yep. Or at least <laughs> costs less than what we uh, spend on it. <laughs> yeah, so with that said, a uh, little bit of the sad beer news. You've got to have happy with sad. Uh, for anybody here who's a rogue brewery fan, uh, one of their owners, uh, Mr. Jack Joyce, uh, recently passed away, 71 years old. Uh, looking into him, because I, you know, you hear the name, you see it on a lot of their stuff and in their uh, publications. Their yeah, it's like you, you know the brewers, but you don't know about them. Yeah, I I took a minute and just wanted to look up some stuff. Like, okay, well, yeah, obviously he did some beers that I truly love or yeah. is responsible in some some way, some yeah. part. Uh, apparently this guy, before he got into doing the rogue ales and all that, he was an attorney and a Nike exec. That's a, like, well, holy hell, that's a little bit of a trip. Yeah, I'm guessing he probably found something he loved and, you know, you can start your own business and he went from there. It's like, you hear a lot of that, people that, uh... Oh, with that Nike money, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, you got enough capital. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you hear a lot of people go, like... Uh, just like switching jobs to you know craft brewing and everything like that the one bad thing is everything it takes a lot to get a brewery started oh, take, yeah. and so you might be going from whatever you're making hundred and say 150,000 as an executive or something like that to me only making like 30 40 grand if if you're lucky you know you yeah, hope you know, for the first year, you're just trying to break even and get your name out there. But, you know, it's tough because you can be a very smart business person and everything like that. But if you don't have a passion for this, you're going to fail. Oh, yeah. It's, this isn't a fly by the seat of your pants. Some, it's not something you can jump into like, oh, yeah, I want to, I don't know, I want to landscape and have my own company where you yeah. just need a, a 
truck and a mower. Yeah. And you can basically get yourself off the ground. Yeah. This requires, you know, obviously space, capital, all the equipment. The equipment ain't cheap. Yeah. Knowing what to, how the hell to make something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's recipes. It, this is science. Yeah. And it's... And why it, you need a... The, that's why a lot of colleges now have fermentation scientists, uh, science. And you, you can get a degree in this, which, you know, it's one of those things back in the day they really didn't have this. Like, yeah. if you wanted... I, I would have been valedictorian in my high school yeah, and I like, would have had a master's degree in this by now. It's I, like now, it's like that when I was back there. then it was just like biology and things like that you know yeast is a living organism you need to know how to play that oh yeah it's definitely a it's a tricky thing i know just from trying to make things like simple things like bread yeah like if water's a little bit off oh yep screw back to the grocery store you go yep yeah so with that beer news yeah the one other thing i noticed online uh coming into this week is actually a really interesting story. Uh, if any of you follow the Drinks DB on uh, Twitter, they sh- recently posted an article about what they're trying to do over in Poland. And what they are trying to do right now is develop a laser that will shoot into your car as a breathalyzer, where it can pick up the alcohol that is in the car. And from that, it can take a picture of your car, take a license plate photo, and go from there. Obviously, it's in the trial stages right now, but because air moving through a car, whether it be the air conditioning or the windows rolling rolled down, can skew it. But they can basically get it to 0.1% uh, with That's the, the alcohol <laughs> off your breath and in the car of everything coming off it, which, you know, it's one of those things. They're trying to crack down more and more on, you know, don't drink and drive. And this is one thing that can basically do it instead of, you know, maybe you get, unless you're completely shattered getting pulled over that way. But this is they can catch you just shining a laser into your car, which is and it's perfectly safe for the driver. It's kind of not like the laser pointers with the airplane. No, seeing on the news all the time. No, this is something that you know it's one of those things. It's brand new and it's in the trial phase. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, see some weirdo will argue like that's an invasion of my privacy. It's like well. Dude, you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. They're also trying to work one where you can catch anything else that you might be on at that time with the, what's coming out of your breath and what drugs may prohibit you. Well, I have to make sure to let a lot of my crew make sure they're aware of this. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're not, not going to pull it anytime soon, though. <laughs> hey, you don't know that. Uh, yeah, so, everybody, there's a little bit of beer news for you, getting you updated on the world of beer and apparently beer safety, too. Yes. So... Yeah, that's... Oh, God, that laser just really creeps the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess now we jump into our our meat and potatoes, our standard fare. Yes. Shandy time. Shandy time. Uh, So right off the rip, let you guys know what we're doing here. Obviously, six-pack podcast, a six-pack of shandies. Yep. Today on the the menu, on our flight, we have the Narragansett Dell's Lemonade Shandy. Very excited for that. The Schaffenhofer. I I just like to say that one. Steagle. It's a little Lord of the Ringsy. Smeagle. Yeah, hear me nerd out right there. Got the Sam Adams Porch Rocker. That's a newer variety of the what's it, two years old? Two, now? three years, yeah. Yeah, the Saranac Shandy. Another fun one. And another local guy here, the Harpoon Big Squeeze. That just sounds fun. Yeah, so that's uh that's where we're going. Obviously, you know exactly how we're going to handle this, so without much more further ado, Miller, cheers. cheers.
All right. Yeah. Now, Narragansett, I've never been a huge fan of it. Uh, no offense to your brewery. I've never been a fan of uh, Narragansett Lager. I've never been, like, we recently had their summer beer a little while ago, and, you know, for a summer beer, it is pretty bland to me. It's nothing special, but I got to say, they, the Del Shandy is probably, it's it's a really good beer from them. It definitely is. It's, you know, the lemon uh, the le- lemon aroma, it's not overpowering. You get a little faint hint of it, but it's definitely, it's there, and uh, as you were just saying, it. The flavor note definitely outshines what you're getting, uh, what you're drawing into your nose. Yeah, it's one of those rare beers from Narragansett that can actually, they can't keep on the shelves because it's right now it's just so popular. Yeah, what did our uh, guy say? He sold out like 20 cases. 20 cases in like a matter of a week or something like that. I mean, it's, it's that's, that's probably it's, moving. It's going out quick. Yeah, it's, it's good. Let's see. Now looking at the uh, SRM scale here, it looks like we're kicking right around the six on this, so it's a little hazy. I mean, one shandy, anything you're gonna mix with juice is gonna definitely kind of yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be it's gonna be lighter, yeah, yeah. So this is you know what do you call it a light gold color, mm. you know, a little bit of carbonation. Well, maybe a little more than a little carbonation. Yeah. Some pretty good bubbles, and it definitely you can feel it on your tongue. Yeah, it lingers a little bit. Uh, Clocks in. This is one of those ones that's you know it's five percent alcohol. Yeah, it's high, the, high side. Yeah, it's the high side of the shandy department right here. Uh, you know, it's great. They sell them in the little sixteen ounce cans, which is always a plus. Oh, it is. It's great. A little more bang for your buck. Well, yep. Yeah. It's Narragansett, so it is relatively cheap, but it is you know definitely worth the price and all of that. Oh yeah, I figured figured it once again. We buy typically everything by the bottle. Yeah, because. We can, because we're very well connected at a place that does that. But uh, yeah, it's about about two fifty thereabouts, two fifty, two seventy five. I, th- I think it was one seventy five. Yeah, 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 it was low. I know it was low, but because you're breaking it up, but it's it's this is very cost effective. Yeah, scrape through your car, you can you can buy yourself one of these. Yeah, you can buy you can buy a six pack. I'm guessing the six pack that probably isn't too much. No, not at all. I mean, even when you go to a bar. Up in uh, Boston, I don't know how New York, LA, big cities are, but I know Boston. It's definitely expensive to get a drink. Yeah, and you go to a bar that has these things, you're getting off easy. Yeah, Narragansett's no, is typically a cheaper beer wherever you go. I don't know about the Shandies that because I haven't really seen them at the bar recently. I mean, I no. think I've, there's one bar I've seen them at, but Union, Union, and that's. Pretty much the only bar I've seen them at right now. Well, that's because Union is better than most bars. Yes, it is. Fun fact. You got over 100 different bottles of beer there. Can't go wrong. I'm more than a third of the way through my checklist now. There you go. I have a plaque up there in no time. But yeah, just uh, we'll work on this. Obviously, uh, you know, some little things about the Narragansett Brewery is it's New England's, not the world's oldest. New England's oldest brewery, been around since right around 1890. And it was the number one beer in New England, you know, from the 1890s to right up until about the 70s, which, that's a hell of a run. It is. I'm guessing Anheuser-Busch was the one that knocked that off. Yeah, chances are. Miller, of course. One of those probably did it. Yeah, one of the (coughs) big three. Just be sure shit. No, it wasn't Yingling, because it really wasn't here. No. They pulled out quick. But another cool thing is, for about 30 years, Narragansett, it was the official beer of your Boston Red Sox. Ooh. That's 
That's big business. Yeah, that is big business, and now it's MLB, you know, it's, it's Budweiser and Bud Light, it's all Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, garbage, essentially. Yes. Not outright, but essentially. But I do have to say is, for those of you who do come to Boston sometime and manage to scrape up a ticket for a Sox game, you can look around in there. They do have a pretty decent selection of beers in that park. They do, and now... Fenway knows what's up. Yeah, they got, and they got Gansett's, regular yes, Gansett's, I know that. Uh, yeah, the you know Sam Adams and all of that, but yeah, for it's it gives you a little more variety, you know. But you know there are some beers, obviously you wish they had, but it it varies from state to state. I mean, yeah, I know Petco out in San Diego has uh, Ballast Point, so dude, we got to move our show out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll drink Ballast Point all day, but we're not talking about Ballast Point right now. We're talking about Narragansett. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some lingering notes on this, uh, on the Del Shandy. One, obviously, it's a very good-tasting beer. It's, for a, for a Shandy, it's a high, high side with the uh, 5.5% yeah. alcohol. Um, the flavor, I feel, kind of, it kind of sits for a bit. It doesn't, it's not a long-lasting flavor, yeah. but it, it sits there for a second. You get a, a little linger with it. Yeah. Which is nice. It is. I mean, like to taste my beer. Yeah. With this being a summer beer, it's basically you'll hear it a lot. These are perfect for cookouts. These are perfect for days of the beach. I mean, it's they can go. They go with basically any cookout food. Exactly. And I, I swear, officer, it's more juice than beer. So. Yeah. It's about fifty-fifty. <laughs> well, maybe not this one because it's being five percent. Yeah. This one, they're yeah, kind of switching up on you a little bit. Yep. But uh, yeah, overall. I definitely approve. Yeah, Gansett. This is a very good product. It's a win. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I hope to see it again next year. So, uh, give me another one, man. Bring it up. Excellent. All right. Shuffling along now on this uh, lovely journey. Oh, we're going to the one that's almost more fun to say than it is to drink. Yes, it is. The Schafferhofer. Schafferhofer. Those of you who can't tell by the name, it's. It's a German. It's German, yeah. Yeah. Now, these guys here, uh, Schaffenhofer, they were the first wheat beer in Germany. Fun fact. I have so many fun facts today, it's not even funny. Uh, these guys are based out of uh, Frankfurt, which is in the Hassen section of Germany. I'm probably totally butchering that kind of stuff. And these guys are old. Uh, the brewery, in one form or another, has existed since the 1870s so these guys been around huh yeah they've they've seen some things a lot of different chancellors uh sometimes that were less than thrilling what's that down there the ice cube stuck to the bottom of the beer can yeah so these guys are you know pretty cool something you know Obviously, this is something that was recommended when we went in looking to yeah. set up this episode. This is technically, you know, not a shandy. It's a rattler. Yeah, rattler. It's uh, actually, I think a couple of the things on our journey here are gonna kind of straddle that line. The shandy rattler line, but when it all breaks down, it basically is. It's you know, fruit it's, juice. Yeah, mixed with, with the juice. This, yes, or a, a soda, as some of them, uh, some of the research I did on yeah. this style to know what I was talking about today. And what's like. Shandies have been, like, I read somewhere that Shandies have been around since about 1922, uh, more so in Berlin. Uh, they were used to uh, 
get kids used to beer, which <laughs> I read it, which is amazing to me. But uh, that's that's it's what like I you saw. Want to be an alcoholic like your father? Yeah, drink this. I mean, truthfully, yeah, I can I can see that because you know a lot of you know lagers and everything over there. It's you know, it's, you know, regular beer you might not like on the first try. So, you know, why not make it kind of add a little fruit juice over it? And, you know, over in Europe, it is a, it is a different culture over there, especially. It most certainly is. But uh, <laughs> I absolutely love that fact. God, I don't know how I didn't come across that. I'm almost disappointed. But, uh, oh, excuse me. One thing, uh, the carbonation of these things is going to make me a little burpy today. Oh, well. Well, right off the rip, this thing here is, it's got some cloud it's, to it. It's got a lot of cloud to it. Uh, it's got a pinkish hue to it because it, yeah. it is a grapefruit one. Yeah. Grapefruit is going to be, uh, lemon and grapefruit I think are the two big things right now. Yes. A lot of people are playing with grapefruit. Grapefruit, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's got a lot of bubbles in it. This thing here is way more carbonated, uh, vi at least visually. Than uh, than the Gansett was. Yes. I mean, you look at that. There these guys are flying. A lot of bubbles on this one. Yeah, a lot of bubbles, and, and a nice grapefruity smell. It's yeah. a little sweet kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else is grapefruit? Uh, okay, Fresca. Fresca yeah. grapefruit. Yes. It's much nicer smelling than a Fresca. More, yeah. it's got more of a sugary sweetness uh, in the aroma, which is nice. I like Fresca too. <laughs> You you pull off the grapefruit in this. It's oh. a lot a lot more. I mean, it. This is basically fifty fifty. It is basically half beer, half grapefruit juice. It's technically, according to things I've uh, looked at when I was trying to learn a little bit about this company, since obviously I don't spend much time in Germany, sadly, that we do need to find a way to get over for Oktoberfest. Yes, we do. Because something tells me we could do a hell of a podcast over there. But uh, yeah, it's a 50-50 blend of Hefeweizen and grapefruit drink. Yep. Mm. I don't know what grapefruit drink is, but it's in there. Half <laughs> of it. Half of it. Now, this is taking, I guess, more true, truer, truer to traditional Shandy slash Rattler style. This guy here, this is a session beer in its, in its absolute truest form. Yeah, this is no more than 3.2% alcohol. And that that's low, folks. Uh, I don't know, I don't know many. That's a that, glass of water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know many beers that are uh, no more than 3.2, but you know, it is a session beer. It absolutely is. And keeping one in the summer fashion, this is, you know, and like we were saying, or, or you mostly were saying, with uh, going to a lot of cookouts. I mean, yep. you got your 4th of July, uh, Memorial, Labor Day, all these other uh, summer holidays, festivals, yeah, what have you. Vacations. This right here. You you can go in with this, and you don't have to worry too much about being I mean, jerk with the lampshade. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's... It's it's nice. It's smooth. It's refreshing. The only one downfall of this it is, it is a German beer, and imports are a little more pricier than you uh, would pay for you know state domestic beer. But uh, for it, I think it came to about two fifty two seventy five for the can, and it's another it's another sixteen ounce can, which is real nice. Yeah, so, so you at least got a little bit of value right there yes. to make up for the fact that. You almost couldn't get drunk off of these things no, if you wanted you, to. Yeah. You'll throw up 
with just do. I would never want to eat another. Yeah, you know, I would never want to eat another grapefruit after these. <laughs> but grapefruit is so good. I mean, hell, this is almost something you want to have with breakfast right there instead of having a grapefruit. You yeah. can have a drink. That <laughs> bowl of cereal, some toast, uh, a Schaffenhofer, okay. and a cup of coffee. Yes, yeah, you're good to go. Breakfast is champions, right it there. Is. It's. I mean, hell, it's why German car companies have been so good for years. Their executives probably do this. And the best thing is they're not going to be drunk by the end of the day. No, no. I mean, especially working in a car plane, you know, that's the last place you want to be sitting around drunk. Yeah. Just trouble all day long. But yeah, right off, you know, right off the bat with this thing. The grapefruit it's, smell yeah. is huge. Huge. It, you get the grapefruit taste. I mean, I, I really like this one, too. Uh, just amazing. It's like, you know, we, uh, we sampled these before and I forgot how much I liked it because it was last week when we tried it. Yeah. But yeah, it really sticks out on how good it is. It definitely does. And, you know, depending on how you or anybody else might feel about grapefruit, I personally like the taste of grapefruit. Yes. I think I, I like them a lot. I wish, I wish it was a little more linger to the flavor. This mm. one definitely burns off pretty quick. Uh, it doesn't hang around, uh, similar to the Gansett that just kind of you get it it sticks for a second but then almost you you can almost feel it peeling off your tongue in a, in a sense yeah it's probably the worst selling point <laughs> i've ever made about a beer the idea of something peeling off your tongue but i'd like to see a little a little more linger with it uh i mean overall it does have a pretty light mouth feel to it it's it's not particularly thick i don't feel uh it's not heavy not syrupy like some other things like any of the golden drags and duels yep uh, it's it's thin, you know, got the carbonated feel, like more like a ginger ale or a Sprite compared to, say, like a Pepsi. Yep. Uh, obviously, I've done a lot of research on mouthfeel on sodas. Yes. But uh, <laughs> overall, I, I like this thing. This is real good. And it's, yeah, it's, what was this? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to read my own handwriting here. They first started brewing this. In 1978, and just I really want to get to say all this, uh, this brewery, the Schaffenhofer folks here, oh god, there's going to be so much fun to say, Mainzer Hofbeer Brewery, Zoom Schaffhofer, they merged with Binding and Frankfurter Burgerbrau, right around the time of World War I, to form the current state of their brewery. That's a uh, mouthful right there of who they... Yeah, I made it a point to write that down because I wanted to say that. <laughs> that right there, folks. Hire me as a public speaker because I just crushed that. Probably put some poor, some poor guy in uh, Germany going, he butchered our language. Hof Beer Brewery Zoom Schaffhofer Thunderbolt. Yeah, that's, I got to get myself onto that. That was fun. But overall, this beer itself was fun. It's a win. This this beer is, if you can, for those of you who don't call Shandy's beers whatever, you're wrong. This beer is good. Take this with you. Great great cookout. Great beach beer. Assuming you're at a beach that allows you to have beers. And you know you might actually turn a couple of heads when you show up in it with a can that uh, is no one's seen before. Yeah, not many people can. You tell people the name of Summer Shandy. You know, there's three or four they're gonna go to. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. saying yeah. Lion and Kugels and Dell, like you know, <laughs> they're gonna go through it for Port Rocky. You're gonna go for, but what like these two uh, these two German beers we have are just you know no one's gonna inspect uh, expect them. 
Yeah, you'll be the you'll definitely be the head of the party. Yeah. People people are gonna be stealing your drinks and yeah. you're gonna be stuck with two uh, beers and a great bar bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that being said, we move along. Ooh. Oh, that sounded nice. Going great pretty again too, yep. I see. Just sticking with the rattlers. That's right, folks. Shandy Rattler, Yin Yang, same idea, different sides of the coin. But here we are with Steagle. Now, I tried to do a little research into these guys' brewery, and even with the translation software that we have, I got nothing. Nothing? Nothing. So instead, I'm going to fill with fun information about the beer as we drink it. Because I figure that's just as good, if not better, than me sitting around and trying to say a bunch of cool German words. Especially not being German. Yes. It's, this one has a, it's another cloudy beer. It's yellow in contrast. Uh, yeah, the color is way different uh, yeah, than it's, the, it doesn't uh, the Schaffoffer. It doesn't have the pinkish hue that uh, the Schaffoffer did. But, uh, you know, small head. Uh, yeah, definitely thin. It, uh, you know, it breaks down pretty quick. Yeah. You get the grapefruit taste, but it, you smell, but it's also, a, it's, it's a different grapefruit yeah. taste. It's not, it, it's like bringing up fresca, it, you can kind of get the fresca smell exactly. off of it. Exactly. It's definitely a lot more like that. It's less sweet smelling, yes. I guess. Uh, more, I guess a heavier citrus note mm -hmm. overall to it is how I, how, it's how I describe it personally. It's how I am describing it, actually. And, uh, and once again, where pretty low on the alcohol scale yeah it's this is probably going to be less than the other one this one is another one that is no more than 3.2 percent this one's actually it's 40 percent beer and 60 percent fruit soda which is why you can kind of pick up more, more of the fresca taste off of it so fresca is going to be our new reference point where we're doing this. It's beer plus fresca equals... Basically, yeah, I mean, you know, make a Pilsner <laughs> and throw fresca in it, and there you go. You got, you got, a, you got a rattler. And yeah, all you need is a bottling plant. Next thing you know, you can sell this. Yeah. God. Uh, patent pending, by the way, folks. Uh, my lawyers will be in touch. Yeah, this is it's pretty good. It's, it is, but like I said, you get, you get more of the soda taste than you do the beer taste. You definitely do. Um... Yeah, personally, this is a lot more like drinking, drinking a fresca, fresca, which, once again, I do like fresca. I'm one of the few, probably what a hundred people in the country that like fresca. Yeah. Well, if you put alcohol in it, I'm, I'm assuming I'd like it too now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not bad. And the God, the color of this thing is really light. Yeah, it's it's yellow. It's it, it's just amazing how light it. It's like. It's to describe it, it. It's hard. It's like the color of a lemon, basically. Yeah, it's. I mean, on the SRM, this thing probably barely a two, and yeah. I never mentioned the last one, which was probably into the sevens. I'd say the early sevens. Yeah, seven huh. and a quarter. This is something you don't see. It's like this is lighter than your typical Bud Light, Budweiser, everything like that. I mean, it's cloudy. Yeah, this but borderline's it, almost like a. Color-wise, like Allagash, I think maybe the Allagash Whites. They're they're towards this end. Yeah, but I still think this is something completely, you know, different. It definitely is, and think of a Manila, uh, manila folder, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's really not too far off. I know. 
I saw one behind you, that's why I said it. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. All of our uh, paperwork. Yeah, but this thing here, uh, carbonation-wise, a lot less bubbles. Uh, probably even less than the Gansett, I think. Yeah. Great cookout. Another great cookout here. I mean, like I said, you're going to hear that a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot, lot more lemony. I'd, you know, frankly, I think this would be with some of the lighter fare. I don't know if I'd necessarily go with, you know, like the steak tips with this. I'd probably be, or burgers. I'd probably use this more of a, the guy that's eating the grilled chicken on the side. Yeah. Or a boy Scoob who's eating a Boca burger. Yeah. I'd give him this. Yeah, I mean. I'd, it'll it'll flow better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's light light affair it's like you said some people don't like having you know I know there are some people out there one of my friends included who doesn't like you know who likes to have a soda for with you know dinner and everything like that hell if you want to keep on drinking this will definitely cover that oh yeah this is this is good easy easy drinking uh, my mother uh, she's been getting into the grapefruit yeah. uh, beers lately I actually uh, mentioned one that we we're not going to be reviewing today the Traveler. They just put out their grapefruit one. The yeah, they saw that. Was the story was tenacious? Is that, what, is that what that one's called? Uh, I, no, I believe it's something with an I. I just, I recently saw it. Yeah, but I remember because she was telling me about, about one that she was, I think the Abitas. Yeah. I do mean, a grapefruit. We're, we're not reviewing Travelers today, but they're, I've had a few of their shandies. Their lemon one is Passable, it is okay. Uh, it's one of those ones, if you want to try a Shandy, and that's the only offering, to get a feel for them, yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's passable. Uh, I've had other ones by them that just aren't good. Yeah, and that weird ginger one. Yeah, they've, they've had a few that are kind of out there. Yeah. And it's, it's hit or miss with some of theirs, and I don't know how they will approach a grapefruit one. But I haven't tried it. I no, I can tell you that my mother loves it. Really? Yeah. So, I'm not gonna sit around and call her the a great beer mind personally, yep. but I know she will listen to me for obvious reasons. Yes. I speak on beer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she said she loves it. It's now a a frequent uh, turner upper in the house. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's overall the Stiegel. Uh, once again, it's a euro. It's an import. Uh, price is going up a little bit. You know, we're talking two fifty to three dollar range yep, per bottle. So, once again, it, please always remember that we talk uh, price per bottle. Per, yes. When you if you can find it in a six pack, it's going to be cheaper. But you know, you're looking at two seventy five for this, and it's another one that's you know another big can. another pounder can. It, yep, another big can. Yeah, so once again, you will get uh, more or less get your dollars worth out of it, yeah. even though you will be probably spending, you know, 15 to 18, I'd say, overall. Well, maybe a little bit, around 15, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that is if it's in a six-pack. I'm I'm wondering if a lot of European beers, like those, come in four-packs. Yeah, true, huh? I know Guinness is weird. Guinness doesn't, was it an eight-pack? Well, they, they like to... Well, they have eight, eight packs, four packs, eight, eight packs. packs. They, six, it's it's metric, yeah. so it's different. Yeah. Yeah, so that said, now we're moving, uh, we're coming back to the mainland now. And once again, we're, it seems really weird that we're doing so many local things today. That was completely unintentional, too. So, folks, uh, speaking local, obviously, we're a Boston podcast. You've heard, already heard at least one Red Sox reference on here today. Uh, 
Yeah, well, what's more Boston and Red Sox and summer and go USA, especially with the World Cup coming up, to the Sam Adams porch rocker. And that's exactly where we're going next. Yes, it is. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, it is a relatively new beer. It just showed us. started showing up three years ago. Truthfully, the whole Shandy movement basically started about three, four years ago. I mean, I know yeah, no, that... I wasn't having many before that. I know. They've, yeah, they, they've uh, existed. Uh, I know Lagen Kugels does one. Or it does three now. Uh, they bury their orange and their lemon. And... Once again, those didn't make the show, but uh, their berry is pretty sweet. It is good. Uh, a little too sweet for my taste, yeah, personally, but yeah. it is good. The lemon one is, like, it's bland and, uh, to me for some really? reason. Yeah, and I've had a, I've had the variety pack in my fridge that I've been slowly going through at night <laughs> watching hockey. Uh, and uh, their orange one is surprisingly the one I go to now. I really? Like, I'm, like, I gotta, I'm going <laughs> to... Thousand and four percent. I think the orange there. one is one of the better ones I had there. See, I thought that one was just kind of bitter and unpleasant. Because I bought a twelve pack uh, last year before dinner over here. Yeah. And it was just like, ugh. I guess I got to drink these still. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, we'll have like those. Probably the first shandies I saw around. Uh, uh, we got one coming up that I had uh, a couple years ago at a uh, beer festival in Boston, which really caught my eye and. I was looking high and low for it that year to find it, and I actually did find it. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's like when I find it, I buy it. Yeah, it's the, what you got to do every yeah. now and again, you know. Be bold. Fortune favors the bold. Yeah. But <clears throat> coming back ashore here, coming back to the homeland, the porch rocker. It's a, what is this one? A, looks like a lager? Yeah, lager it's a, it's a lager with, with lemonade. Uh, or lager with lemon. Uh, this one uh, looks like we're clearing up. The uh, the skies are clearing over here. Yeah, it's we're we're back to uh, you know kind of the golden yellow color. That's clear. You don't have the haze you do from the two German beers. No, not at all. And it's it's still got a decent color. It's not ultra pale. We're looking uh, six and a six and a half ish, I'd say, on the SRM. Yep. So it's definitely with what Sam always preaches about, like, hey, look how manly our color is over here. Yep. And it's, you, you, yeah, you get the lager smell. Yeah, it's you definitely don't, a lot more lager. You, you don't really get the lemon smell. No, it's, I, I mean, I got this thing practically going out my nose, and I'm not really pulling much of the uh, the fruit note off of it. Also not, yeah, not, you, not a ton it, of lemon it's taste more, on this yeah, one. Yeah, you get the lager taste more than you do the lemon taste. It is yeah. slight. I mean, I've I've had them before. I liked them. Taste change. I know that. Uh, I always preach teach its own. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this. It it's it's passable. I'll give them that. To, in my opinion, it's something I won't uh, go out and look for nowadays. Uh, I believe it's it's just one of those things. It's like Sam Adams. If you've seen the commercials, produces over sixty. Yeah, the six, new campaign of that. Sixty beers a year, and I know something's gonna fall in the cracks. I, I know a lot of breweries pump out limited releases, special releases, and everything like that. But when you're pumping out that many products, you really can't focus all your attention on one. Yeah. Uh, so yes, somebody's gonna get left behind. There are gonna be a couple downfalls. I mean, 
Sam uh, Sam Summer competes with them. Uh, like that's their probably their best beer out there or, or highest grossing beer out there. Yeah, and that Lager and uh, the Oktoberfest probably their you know yeah. ABC and shit. You see. Uh, you see Sam Summer come out. I saw it before St. Patrick's Day, and I probably will see it off the shelves by October or November. Which, to me, is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a couple of years ago, I actually went to a New Year's party, and I found a 12-pack of Sam Summer at uh, the liquor store. Sure. Like, well, probably the this last is definitely going to make yeah. me the hit of the party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, overall, on keeping in mind that we're reviewing shandies and supposed to be doing it as shandies yeah. even though I think this is actually technically more of a rattler yeah uh, you know not that it matters at all no, I mean it's, it's four and a half percent alcohol so yeah so you get back up there into your man beer quote unquote and I guess for the man the guy that says I hate fruit in my shandy yeah I guess this beer is for him yeah it's doesn't have it's really just tastes like very it's, simple they added lemon beer yeah I feel like we're typically excessively harsh on Mr. Jim Cook. I I, I know they said a nice thing about him yet. I know. I don't know if the guy have. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's just it's the luck of the draw. I mean, like you said, some beers are going to be left behind. Some beers are going to uh, they're going to nail. Like if you're in Boston, their Brick Red is phenomenal. Yes, their, it is. Their Irish Red is dialed in. I haven't had too many of those, but I'm sure they're good. Their West Coast IPA, which caused a lot of stir. Oh, the Rebel? Yeah, is good. See, I, I like the Rebel a lot. So, yeah, they they do, don't get us wrong, they do do good beer. It's sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't work out that way. No, I mean, it doesn't always work out that way, and plus luck of the draw, maybe our episodes aren't catered to the ones that they're catering to. Yep. So... Just wait until we do a Christmas episode, because I happen to be a huge fan of the old Fezziwig. Yes, that is a real good one, and their uh, new one, their chocolate cover, chocolate cherry one's pretty damn good, too. I, haven't, I don't think I've had that one. That yet. one was a good one. I know their old chocolate stout was very good, but I was never a fan of the cherry wheat. No. If you mix it with Guinness, it's good. I'd rather mix a Smix with Guinness, personally, but that's me. Finally found a, uh, a waitress, bartender lady, who knew what... I meant when I initially said blacksmith. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a oh, great day. Nice. It was over at a nice little Irish bar yeah. in uh, Hingham Harbor. Well, they're, they're rich. <laughs> they know things. They're traveled. Yeah, but uh, overall, Sam Adams, uh, yeah, it's it's decent. It's drinkable. Not, not your best offering. I'd rather have a summer than this. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, I'd rather have a Rebel IPA than any yep. anything by by and by. So, thank you, Jim. Uh, let's see. Good luck on 61. Or 62, wherever the hell they are now. Yeah, I'm sure they got a number. Uh, moving on, we're going to that beer that I was telling you that I searched high and low for. I had it at the American Craft Beer Festival in Boston a couple years ago. It is done by a New York company. Uh, It's Saranac and it's their shandy. It's basically a lager with lemonade. Now this thing here Otherwise, it's a little bit lighter than the Sam yeah, just was. This one, it's the color of 
Bud Light, and I just, you know, I know I mentioned Bud Light a lot, but it, it it's easy to go with a certain color on that, and like, yeah, some but, people know. Yes. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, light under the scale. Yeah, it's pretty light in the threes, I'd say. Yeah. So it's not a I definitely would call it a dark beer, being a three. You, it's another one where you're picking up more of the uh, lager smell than the lemon. Yeah, but it's not it's not bad. Nope. Something else in there too. I think I mentioned that word. Yeah, uh, can't put your finger on it. But no, there's something else in here. It just makes me very makes me curious. Real thin, lacy head too. And it it's yeah. lager mixed with lemonade. It's a yeah, great a taste. Lot, yeah, it's a lot more lemon flavored to this one than yes. uh, the Sam. But it's not. It's definitely not overpowering. No, but it, it it's really good. Uh, you did, I've never thought lager and lemon would lemonade would go good, but uh, yeah, proved me wrong. Yes, they did. <clears throat> and it's this is definitely worth the pickup. It def I, I definitely would agree with you there. Um, and do have to say, this brewery. Uh, looking into them, I I learned this is a pretty cool brewery. Uh, first off, the guy who uh, started it uh, back when it was actually called West End Brew Company. We're talking many many years ago. We seem to have a lot of old people on here. By uh, 1888. Wow. Yeah, exactly. A man named F. X. Matt. Cool name. Really cool name. Excuse me, told you that would happen. Uh, these guys have done a lot of cool things. They started off uh, just 12 people producing uh, 4,000 barrels annual. So it's, you know, they were moving some product with a yep. short crew. Uh, then over the years, they've done some cool things. It's more or less stayed in the family this entire time. They're on their, like, fifth, sixth generation wow. right now. Which is a really, I think, a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh... Now, something cool, just uh, last year, they opened something called Pilot Brewing. Brewing, sorry. And basically, they opened this as their experimental beer facility. So if they, they're That's sitting around fun. one day having a drink after work, and like, what happens if I mix cucumber with oregano and make a beer out of it? They've got this little side section that produces two-barrel test runs and they just crank out two barrel test runs of every whack nut idea they have. I think that is, that that's, that's yeah. You know, a lot of breweries these uh, have pilot breweries. Uh, Sam Adams Pilot Breweries in uh, Boston. Uh, Dogfish has a uh, pilot brewery. A lot of them do. A lot of like Stone does. I mean, it's a lot easier to get rid of one or two barrels of beer than it is one or two hundred barrels of beer yeah and you know when you try to when you want to go wacky and things like that uh, a lot of these brewers know that if they throw something in together and it makes a good beer they'll it, it'll be fine if you throw something that will doesn't taste well uh, you know there's probably nothing you can do to make it taste good because with the education they have it's it's hard to you know try to redo something to the fact yeah. of how many tweaks can you make before you lose the actual product yes 
like when I try to make my uh, Irish stout with whiskey and spearmint, uh, that ended up going down the drain because I got I got a lot of whiskey. I get the whiskey flavor, but the spearmint, there was nothing I could do. It was just like I I kind of dumbed it down. It, after a while, it just tastes like I was drinking scope and really <laughs> realized I had three gallons of it. And I go, nope, I'm just going to make room for my IPA <laughs> and pour that down the drain. Oh, sad story right there, actually. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. We had high hopes for that one. Oh, we did, but it was, a, you know, it's the beauty about brewing sm uh, small. I could do it on the kitchen stove. That was my little test brewery. And, you know, when I hit something I really like on my stove, I can easily fire up my kettle outside and go to 10 gallons or 5 gallons and just go from there. That's the way to do it, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, so back onto the Saranac. The lemon flavor on this one is, like I said, it, 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 it hangs for a little bit. It lingers, it Yeah, it doesn't just wipe out like some of the earlier ones, like the Gansett or the... Uh, with this uh, Schaffhofer, yep. they both kind of just boom, they hit you, hit and run. This thing kind of it chills for a little bit. It's not bad. Yeah, I I like it. So another one. It's probably about two dollars for a single beer. Uh, I want to pretty much say that this is probably about ten dollars, maybe a little less for a six pack. That ain't bad. Nope. Yeah, it's. <coughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it tastes good, lingers. Still, uh, once again, I think a lot of these things are going to be uh, inherently thin, thin in yeah. the mouth. You're not going to have, you know, where stouts kind of almost coat the mouth a little bit. These things are, due to their nature, the juice with a, a lighter style of beer, pilsners, lagers. They're just going to cut, well, I guess the head and wisen is a, yeah, somewhere towards the middle, yeah. really, but. It's another light one. It's 4.2%. Not bad. No. You can definitely session with this. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's definitely a plus. Uh, overall, Miller, I think you'd definitely be at a... I like this one, yeah. Your journeys and your efforts were well worth it. Yeah, this one was good. This was definitely worth a, uh, a buy, and definitely worth trying. It's definitely worth a pickup. Definitely worth the buy. A little round of applause for that enough for all your hard work, your, your labor of love. Yes, if you will. <laughs> Trying to sample as many beers as I can and figure out what I like and what I don't like. Well, I'm sure you only got another few thousand to go. Yep. Alright, folks. As we uh, as we get going here, rounding out the turn. Moving on to the uh, once again, another another local guy done good. The Harpoon Brewery. With another from their UFO collection. You know, they got like three or four UFOs out there now? Uh, UFO Raspberry, UFO White. Uh, I know there's another one. Um, now it's the UFO Shandy. So I'm guessing there's four of them. Yeah, not bad. And obviously, talking Shandies, guess which one we're having? We're having the UFO Shandy, the yes. big squeeze Shandy. And this is another one that's, you know, we've basically had three, lemon, uh, three lemons and three grapefruits. It's it's weird how things work out like that sometimes. Yes, it is. And this is completely unintentional, by the way. I mean, with the uh, with every uh, UFO offering they have, it's an unfiltered wheat beer. So you do have the cloudiness in it. You with it being grapefruit, you do have the pinkish hue to it. That is true. Uh, very very thin head. It almost disappeared pretty fast. Yeah, just a few lingering uh, bubbles. 
Yeah, a few lingering bubbles on top here. Uh, Color-wise, uh, as you were just saying, you get a little bit of that pinkish thing. It looks very similar to the Shopper Hopper. Yes. Uh, really, it's... God, it's, I'd say it's almost really identical to yeah. the Shopper Hopper. Uh, which, not a bad thing. I think it's a it's a cool color. It's different, and if you weren't drinking out of a red cup, yeah. I think people would definitely take some, a look. Yeah, they'd look. They'd take, ask. Yeah, what is it? Uh, you get the uh, smell of basically a wheat beer, and you get the smell of a grapefruit. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> yeah, you can definitely pull a little bit of both out of there. Uh, a lot lighter on the grapefruit than uh, some of the other, or uh, two other grapefruit offerings were today. Mm-hmm. Which, not a bad thing. God, these things are definitely getting to me down there. You get the t- you get you can pick up the taste of the grapefruit in it. Uh, not overly, po- it's not as overpowering as, or I shouldn't say overpowering, but it isn't as much as it's the, not as as heavy as the Steagall or the uh, Schaffenhofer. No, it's definitely a little bit lighter. It's definitely get more of the Heffenweizen taste out of or. Yeah. Yeah, heaven buys some kind of taste out of it, a yep. wheat beer taste. I mean, it's good. I like it. Uh, my first go around with this, when I had it, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, but try, you know, unless I completely dislike something, I'm not going to try it again. Uh, but this was worth a, uh, another shot when I was at Harpoon Fest over in uh, South Boston. And I liked it. And, you know, it's one of those things I will drink again. Uh, we'll see how it goes and end it up. You know, it's it's, wor- it's worth a buy. It definitely is. Um, and with our two previous, uh, with our two German fellows over here, they were both a little bit sweeter tasting. This one here, they they dial back the sweetness, which is kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. nice. So you get a little bit more of the like the citric acid kind of taste. So a little a little bit on the bitter side. Yep. But not something that's really going to cause you to pull back and pucker. Yep. It's good. It is. It is. <laughs> it is good. We'll give them that one. Yeah, and uh, as far as the alcohol content on this one, it's, I'd say it's probably somewhere towards the middle. Probably right around four, like four or five. Four and a half, yeah. Yeah, which, not too bad. It's, you know, beer plus grapefruit juice equals... You know, a delicious, refreshing, so yeah. unfiltered offering <laughs> shandy. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess I've got to throw some quick beer facts about yeah. these guys. I, I really, not going to lie, I only know the basic stuff. 1986, uh, started out in Vermont, then relocated into Boston, yep. or expanded, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, they still have their plant in uh, it's, it's in Vermont, I forget where it is exactly. Uh, they're another one that produces a bunch of, uh, definitely not as much as Sam Adams. Uh, Everybody produces like Sam Adams. <laughs> they're <laughs> not even Bush. <laughs> yeah, uh, their Harpoon IPA is probably what is their staple. Yes, uh, it is. And they have, uh, you know, they have some rye. They have a rye IPA. If you ever have a chance to uh, go to their tasting room in South Boston, it's actually worth a. Sh- it's definitely worth a trip. Uh, they have. More beers than you're, you're used to seeing on the shelves. They have some. They have a stout that's really good. They, they, when I was there, they had an Imperial Pumpkin beer a couple months back. Uh, you know, they also produce cider. Um, they have. A, it's it's a lot different than what you see in the stores. 
and you know you can look through the window and you can see the uh, the brewery itself and the tanks and everything like that I think you can see the bottling line that's kind of cool yep could see everything more or less start to finish yep so which is always kind of I, I think that's definitely a neat thing uh, I think it's something I know a lot of like the small micros uh, place that I went to this past winter down in uh, Providence Trinity Brew House you're sitting at the bar looking over all their uh, kettles and barrels and all that and it's it's really cool to see because they only would, you know, sell their home homebrew yeah. stuff. And you, I mean, you're essentially, as you're drinking it, watching some guy in the back in a Tyvek suit making your next glass, more or less. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, well, yeah, he looks trustworthy. <laughs> it's like, all right, they're dumping that and they're making this and they're boiling that and hey, more hops. <laughs> but yeah. Like I, you know, like we've been going over, it's it's a cookout beer. It definitely is. Uh, coincidentally, uh, this bottle came from a cookout. I was just at that uh, lovely fence burning. Uh, uh, thanks, Steve and Stacy, for that. Uh, even though I actually did buy it, just managed to not drink them all. <laughs> yeah, but I think more or less. Once again, uh, due to the fact that it's a little lower on the sweetness scale, yeah. uh, I. I'd personally pick this one over the other two uh, grapefruits. Yep. Just based on that, uh, I know other people. My, you know, referencing my mother, she'd probably go for one of the sweeter ones. But you know, that's her. I, <clears throat> I personally think that overall, this, this is a pretty good tasting. Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, what would you give number one to? Number one. Honestly, I think I might lean towards the Saranac. Saranac, the Saranac definitely, yep. uh, they impressed me. Um, I, well, not my first time having them, yep. but could we have had sampled. Yep, sampled before. But uh, they definitely impressed me. Uh, see you reaching for the Gansett next. I, you go number two with Gansett? Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I might go Gansett number two. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was very good. Once again, they had a really good flavor, nice fizzy feel to it. And uh, I think it was just the right mix with the lemon, uh, the way they did it. They didn't crush you with it, but they, unlike uh, somebody who will come up later on the scale, yeah. they didn't sit around and uh, cheap out on me with it either. So uh, Number three, you'd have to go with the UFO, right? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely got to go with that. Uh, I, I like a little bit of a bite to it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really, it really makes it what it should be. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be drinking a sugary fruit drink. I'm not 10 anymore. Now, number four is, is one of those toss-ups. Do you go with the the Stiegel that tastes like you were drinking a Fresca? Or do you go with the Schaffenhofer, which you could probably say you had for breakfast? Uh, well, not to label myself, but being a fan of day drinking, and if for no other reason, that's just so much more fun to say. I'm going with the Schaffenhofer. Schaffenhofer. Schaffenhofer and four, just outside of the metal range, just missed the podium, but so, don't be ashamed. So that makes Siegel number five? Yes, the Stiegel. Stiegel. Stiegel of Radla. And then we have the Sam Adams Porch Rocker rocking out number six. Ah, poor Jim Cook. He's, he just says not farewell on our podcasts. No, well, you know, episode four and a half he did because we did three. Well, yeah, uh, I, I guess. But, I mean, once again, he was competing against himself. I yeah. mean, how much credit can you really give a man for doing that? <laughs> yeah, I give all the, uh, the homebrewers the credit on that one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, our boy Cesar... 
and his Cesar salad. Yep. Cesar Marone, I think his name was. I believe so. And uh, the girl that looked like a Arquette. Yep. Yeah, so that was that, and uh, this is this. So, ladies and gentlemen, that there is your Shandy tasting. Once again, working it down. Saranac, Narragansett, Hapoon, Schaffer Hoffer, Stiegel, and good old Mr. Sam Adams. Rounding out your top six, because that's what we did. Yes. And until next episode? Until next episode. Miller, as no, always. It's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure, brother. Cheers. Yeah. Play us out. Blinded